Welcome to Insights into Success, where with your host Paul Dodds, we hope to educate, inspire and motivate you to achieve your own personal success. We talk to guests from all around the world from a variety of walks of life to hear the realities of their own journey to success. What challenges have they faced, how they cope with failure and what have been the keys or will be the keys to their own success. In our Read to Succeed interviews, we talk books that have inspired our guests, and for some, they share their secrets to marketing success. Join us as we give you insights into success. So welcome back to Insights into Success, where today we're talking to a special guest, Carl Swanepoel, about Read to Succeed. Now, from what I understand, Carl likes to read like much like myself, so I'm going to hand it over to Carl, and he's going to share some of the books that he's read, and... Um, why he's chosen them, what's inspired him about them. So take it away, Carl. Sure. Well, thanks for thanks for having me again, Paul. Um, I, I have three initial ones written down, all, all three books, which um, I think had, had some kind of impact in me, all, all in different ways. Um, the first one is Zero to One by Peter Thiel and Blake Masters, um, which is kind of all about... Um, startups, you know, and, and kind of, kind of, it's kind of a handbook on how to create, you know, the next great big startups full, full of great learnings, you know, from serial entrepreneur Peter Thiel, who's also been exposed to many other um, very successful entrepreneurs over the years. Yeah. Then uh, the second one I have is Empower by Dr. Jeffrey Pfeffer. Um, Dr. Jeffrey Pfeffer is a professor of organizational behavior at Stanford University um, in, in California. And um, this is a very in- interesting book. Um, I, th- I think probably less, in, in many ways, very relevant to an entrepreneur, but I'd say um, even more um, sort of relevant to somebody looking to work up the, the corporate ladder in a, in a large company. Um, there are lots of very interesting sort of findings from, from that. Um, and then the third one that I chose um, is The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Um, this is probably the one I have the most kind of mixed feelings about because I think there are, you know, when I read it the first time, I was, I was kind of qu- quite disgusted by it. Um, I, I think oh, wow. it's sort of written in a very particular way um, to, yeah. I, I think, kind of have some shock value. Um, but, you know, go, going back and rereading it and having more time to think about it, um, I think there are some, certainly some, some useful um, lessons in, in there as well. So the, I, I've not heard of that book. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Sure. Um, so essentially, the forty-eight laws of power is, you know, as, as the name kind of suggests, it's it's the it's kind of four, forty-eight um, rules which the author has kind of pieced together from lots of uh, different historical uh, events yeah. um, on on how to kind of gain and uh, maintain power and. Um, you know, some some of the laws are, you know, re- really just kind of, um, I think, a bit, very kind of un- underhanded. Um, so, for example, one of them is, um, you know, let others do the work, but always take the credit. Um, there, oh. there are lots of other ones like, you know, conceal your oh. intentions. I mean, it's it's, but I think if you kind of look beyond maybe some of the shock value and, and there is some, yeah. some, there are certainly a lot of things in that book that I, I don't think anyone should do, but I think certainly good to be aware of, you know, sort of looking at politicians, looking at um, powerful people in general and being able to spot some of these, these things that are being done. But I think then there, there again, there are, are some useful things um, in there kind of for yourself as well. So 
for example, the first law is, is never outshine the master. Um, and there, the author uses an example um, from, uh, I believe, 1700s France, uh, where, where King Louis, I, I can't remember the how, how many, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> one, one, one of the King Louis, um, essentially, his finance minister wanted to, you know, essentially wanted to become the next prime minister. And the way right. he went about doing that is by throwing a massive party at, at his um, palace he invited lots of, you know, very sort of successful and powerful people all to try and make a good impression on, on the king, you know, to sort of yeah. show how wealthy he is, how well connected he is, um, and so on. Uh, and, and then essentially what happened after this party is that King Louis um, threw him into jail. And I think he eventually got executed as well, Oof. you know, for, for sort of embezzling funds or something. But it, it was kind of a, a made up thing. I mean, ultimately, yeah. the... The, the lesson is that um, the the king felt um, threatened by this yeah. guy's kind of you know big display of um, you know wealth and, and power and so on, yeah. um, and then chose to to deal with him. Um, and I think you know the, this lesson is can can be very useful if you are working um, for some somebody. Um, so for example, you know if, if you have a boss at work, um, just making sure it just you know I, I think it, it depends obviously on the person you're, you're dealing with. But just kind of being aware that sometimes the way you can make a best impression is, is not by, or, you know, if you're really showing um, all of your abilities and laying all the cards on the table, it can make people above you feel threatened. I think that's the, that's the key takeaway yeah. there. Yeah, I think, I think being mindful of other people's egos, you're not yes. being careful, particularly if obviously if they're higher in the, higher up the hierarchy than you in the organization, then, being careful not to trample over your superiors' egos in your quest for for um, going up the ladder, as it were. So tell Certainly. me, how did you get onto these books? I'm, I'm intrigued to know because I mean, two, like the first one I've heard of and I've read, but the other two I've not heard of. But always interested to know where people, you know, get their inspirations for the books that they read from. Sure. So I mean, um, three kind of very different ways. Um, the first one, zero to one, I um, I, I bought at, um, at like in, in an um, airport shop at a, at a kind of a layover. I was just looking at the business section. I recognized yeah. the name Pete, Peter Thiel, um, and I thought, yeah. oh, this this might be interesting. So I bought that. Um, then Power uh, is a book that my my mom actually re recommended. Um, she read it um, before uh, going for for a job interview alongside um, a very important job interview alongside a bunch of other. Um, books and then yeah. the 48 laws of power um i think i got exposed to that um through uh, a youtube actually by by sort of people mentioning it on there um and also hearing that this book is banned in a lot of prisons you know and I, I don't know how many books are necessarily banned in in prisons i, I genuinely don't know but i would have thought probably not that many so that also kind of you know caught, caught my curiosity um and then i i looked more into that too so with that last book, what do you think the intention was of the author? Do you, were they, do you think they set out to be controversial when, when writing the book? Without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's written probably, I don't know if you could like sort of write it in a more controversial way, to be honest. Um, right. I, I think that's a very big part of it. But I, I think um, what makes that book particularly useful is, is like I said, just being able to, um, you know, be, 
sort of being able to spot when other people are, are doing these kind of things and, and defending yeah. against them. Um, because if you have no, no conscious, no, no morals, um, you know, and you follow this book kind of to the letter, I think you can get, go very far, but, you know, certainly at very much at the expense of other people. Um, so I think like, like I say, there are a handful of things in that book that are very useful. Um, there, there's another one as well, um, a law called Interaction with Boldness, where essentially the author talks about um, Christopher Columbus, who was the son of a, um, I, I believe his, his father owned a, a wine shop or something. But anyway, they, they weren't sort of particularly well off. Um, but, uh, you know, Christopher Columbus wanted to fund um, his his journeys, you know, his uh, kind of ex, um expeditions and so what he did is he started essentially pretending that he was some kind of um, italian aristocrat Uh, he then went to the um, portuguese royal family um and and you know and and you know if if you're kind of going to somebody asking for you know a lot of money a lot of resources you know multiple ships crews everything you need and you know what are you going to give them in return you know I, i i think most people would probably Ask quite politely, um, whereas what Christopher Columbus did is he um, sort of showed up and and uh, made a bunch of demands. So he he said that you know he he needs these all of these um, resources. He needs to have be, um, get the title Grand Admiral of the Oceanic Seas. He needs to yeah. become Viceroy of all the territories he discovers, and him and his family in perpetuity need to get 10% of all of the sort of revenues generated by, by these, um, you know, places that he's discovered. Yeah. And, um, and then the, the Portuguese um, royal family turned him down. Um, but, you know, because he had made these crazy demands, you know, the kind of the thought is I, either he's completely insane or he's worth it. And, um, and you know, and, and the king didn't think that he was insane. So, you know, he yeah. thought, oh, this guy must be worth it. And, and then essentially he went and, and did the same thing um, on the Spanish royal family. Um, and then they ended up going for it. And they honored all of his demands except for the 10% of, of revenues from the um, provinces he, he discovered. But they honored all, all of the other um, crazy demands that, that he made. And actually, if he hadn't made those demands, they might have been less likely to um, agree in the first place because by presenting himself in that way, it comes across as if he's worth it to be making such insane demands. Yeah, yeah. So he really he bluffed his way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. a lot to be said for being highly confident like this. Interesting, isn't it? Very. Yeah. It's it's extremely interesting. Um, there are a lot, a lot of things in that book that kind of changed the way I think. I, I'd highly recommend um, you know and anybody to read it. But I think if you have uh, some some morals it'll probably disgust you a lot first time reading it it certainly did for for me um but now i can kind of look at it as you know for for what it is um yeah yeah, yeah. and so for you in terms of your reading do you have a particular type of book that you like to read um not really i mean i i kind of like um I, I mean, I, I like re- reading books that I believe will be useful to me in some ways. So that's um, predominantly nonfiction books. Um, but then, it, you know, inside of that, I'm interested in, you know, all, all sorts of different things. So, you know, I'd say mainly 
mainly coming down to um, kind of entrepreneurship and um, psychology, I'd say are probably the two main areas. And how often do you read? Um, I mean, now, nowadays, certainly not, not as much as I should. Um, when I was a, a bit younger, um, a lot more. Um, I've, I've also found that um, audiobooks work a lot better for me um, because, you know, I can kind of pair it up with going for a long walk or, or, um, or something like that. Kind of, you know, I, I find that I can concentrate best when I'm doing something else as well. Um, such as going for a walk, let's say. Um, but yeah, not 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 as much as I, I should do nowadays. So it's interesting you're talking about audiobooks. So for you, from what I'm gathering, you don't really have issues with retention with an audiobook. No, no. And in fact, um, I, I, I think I probably retain more. I mean, all of these... No, in fact, um, Zero to One and, and um, Power by Dr. Jeffrey Pfeffer, those two I read um, the, the, the physical book of, but with the yeah. um, 48 Laws of Power was, was an audio book, um, the two times I read it uh, or, or listened to it, I suppose. Um, but I, I think ultimately I um, retain the information. Um, yeah, more, I retain more from, from an audio book. That's interesting. I mean, for me, I would, I'm the exact opposite. I would retain or definitely retain more from a physical book than an audio book. Somehow I seem to find it hard to concentrate and drift off with my thoughts sometimes in other directions. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm the exact other way around. Um, but I, yeah. I think it just depends from person to person. Absolutely. And so for you, when you listen to audiobook, do you listen to it at normal uh, speed or do you listen to it at one and a half times or two times like I've, I've heard some people do? Um, no, I listen to it at, at normal speed, um, you know, and, and then pair it up with kind of going for a walk or something. I'm sure I, you know, I, I could listen to it faster, um, but I don't know. I, I haven't tried it. Maybe I should try it and then, and then see. Yes, no, it's interesting talking to different people. Some people swear by, you know, listening to it at one and a half times. Other people have talked about actually reading the book and listening to the audio at the same time and finding that very good. But I'm not sure if I could do that one. But it's, it's, like you said, it's a, it's a very much an individual thing and it's just interesting the different approaches people have. So for you, outside of the audio book, and obviously you've, you've alluded to that you read a physical book, do you read uh, much at all in the way using a Kobo or Kindle as well? Uh, no, actually, I've, I've never never owned either. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's really only been kind of audiobooks and, and physical books. I mean, I, I have a couple um, behind me there. I have um, Power uh, by Jeffrey Pfeffer, Zero to One, and um, Homo Deus as well by Yuval Noah Harari, which uh, is another book I really like. And um, so for you, if I was to, you know, borrow one of your books, what would it look like? You know, would it have would it have highlights through it, notes through it, sticky bits of paper, or would it be nice and perfectly clean? Um, it wouldn't have no notes or highlights in, but it would probably, you know, it wouldn't be in the best condition. I, I know there are lots of people who, you know, kind of want to be very careful not to um, – Put, put a crease in the spine or things like that. That's not something I particularly look out for personally. <laughs> but, you, but you're not in the habit of highlighting or, or marking up things on, in a book? No. Um, if I want to take notes, I, I sort of take notes in, in a separate notebook. Yeah, I guess that was going to be my next question is how do you – What do you have a strategy for retention of what you read? 
Um, well, I mean, if there's something that, that really impacts me, I tend to write it down. But then again, if there's something that really impacts me, I also just tend, tend to remember it. Um, so, yeah, I'd say a, a, a combination of, of, of the two. But I think um, I, I have no idea who said this, but I once heard that uh, I once heard somebody say that essentially, um, even if you, you know, if, let's say you read a book 10 years ago, um, even if, if you can't sort of name a single thing that happened in, in the book, let's say, yeah. um, but the book has changed the way you think, then that's still worth it. And I, I think that's a lot of what reading comes down to. I mean, you know, we, we, real, realistically, we don't sort of, or at least I don't, maybe some people do, but, you know, kind of remember you know, could like recite a whole page or something or, or even necessarily recite all of the main um, sort of themes or, or topics of the book. Um, yeah. But the important thing is just the subconscious kind of change to the way that, that we think um, without necessarily, you know, being able to name exactly how that has happened. Um, I think that's very key as well. Yeah. It always impresses me when you hear these people start quoting from the books and I'm like, <laughs> how are they doing that? Are they reading them several times? Are they using a highlighter or what are they doing? Because I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I think some some I think it, it depends. Some people have a better memory for it. Some people probably specifically memorize um, particular quotes to come across that way. Um I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I yeah. you know, I, I I couldn't sort of verbatim just remember, you know, a whole book sort of front to back in a way. Yeah, no, no, same. So for you, like, just to sort of qualify this a little bit further, I mean, w would you read one book a month or what do you think you would read a month? Ideally, I'd like to read one book a month. Um, I don't at the moment, but, you know, I, I think that would be a, a, a good amount. Um, I think... I think the other thing is, is it's the same thing with um, habits, for example. I mean, you know, I'm sure everyone can think of a hundred great habits that, you know, I mean, given enough time to think about it, but could come up with a hundred great habits that they would like to implement. But if you sort of yeah. try and implement them all at once, it, it's not going to work. Or even 10, it's not going to work. So I, th I think what's yeah. important is to kind of, you know, read a book, have some time to think about it, especially if it's like, you know, the kind of books I like, like a nonfiction book, actually try and implement some of the lessons um, in real yeah. life. And then sort of, you know, getting that to stick before you then move on to the next one. So I think, yeah, like one, one a month would probably be a, a good um, length of time to do that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, from what you're saying to you, it, it's more about taking in the lessons from the book and absorbing them, putting them into practice, as opposed to being on a mission to just read an X number of books in a year and, and possibly not take them all in quite the same. Yes, absolutely. For me, it's all about kind of the value output rather than the, you know, amount input. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carl. It was good to talk to you again. I, I personally love reading. I don't read as much as I like to either at times, unfortunately. You, you get sidetracked with other things. But, you know, reading is it's just a great way to learn from other people and fast track you down your journey in life by, you know, having the lessons of others shared with you. So um, I like just to do this read to succeed, to help uh, inspire and encourage people to read. And what will happen from here is that um, we will put the list of your books on my segment on my website where we use Goodreads and they provide a um, book review. 
and just so really over the time, I'm not sure how many books we've got, but we've got a real, real diversity, a real collection of books from all the different guests. And it, hopefully for people, when they go and visit the site there and um, they've got lots to choose from and um, hopefully it's all, all pretty inspiring. So Sounds thank you good. so much, Cal, for, for your sharing and, and being part of that with me. Yeah, thanks for having me again. It's been a lot of fun. And, well, you've inspired me to start reading more again. Yeah, well, you can always go check out the list and see what some of the other guests have said because it's really quite diverse. And if it wasn't for doing this, there's certainly there's a lot of books I would not have known about and would not have read or planned to read. So it's a great way to get some inspiration on what to read next. Yeah.